This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 17-inch. On this episode, we celebrate the one-year anniversary of Weird Al's Hollywood star with superfan Vicky DeVries. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Dave and Ethan's you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. So today, episode 17-inch lands on the day after a very special day, the day after August 27th. Dave, I think you are maybe one of two people most suited to talk about why that date is so important. Yes, August 27th, 2018, for those who don't know, is the day that Weird Al Yankovic got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The whole process was a multi-year process led by Vicky DeVries and myself. So a little bit about Vicky. She's an amazing Weird Al superfan, the mastermind behind Alfest 2009, and her and I have had so many adventures together. We've tour chased together multiple times. We've gone on a pilgrimage to his childhood home and his college hangouts together. We did that tour of the UHF sites in Tulsa together, and of course, we started the Weird Al Star Fund together. And on August 27, 2018, we got to see all of our hard work pay off as we sat together on Hollywood Boulevard and watched Al receive his well-deserved and overdue star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She's a close personal friend and one of my all-time favorite people. I'm so excited to welcome Vicki to the show. Hi, Vicki. Hi, guys. Hey. So when I said, Dave, you're one of two people, Vicky's the other person. So I'm very excited. Both of you are on together. I know, Dave, you're you're my co-host, but still, it's, it's, it's exciting to have both of you on for such an important thing. I have to be here because of the, uh, <laughs> the, the contract that Vicky volunteered to be here, which is really sweet of her. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that day, uh, August 27th, 2018, you know, it's the culmination of so many years, so many countless hours of work by both of you. And of course, Al, you know, being Al and <laughs> deserving a star. <laughs> now looking at it a year later, just give us some sort of download. What what can you tell us just overall? How are you feeling a year later? Uh, I'm feeling really good and relieved. <laughs> we were beginning to think it would never happen, so... Yeah, I'm really happy about it, and it was a it was a great day. For me, it still feels like I can't believe it happened. You know, I still feel mm -hmm. like I I was there. You know, it still it sunk in. Like you know, I was there. I was sitting on Hollywood Boulevard. I danced in front of you know 1,500 people. <laughs> I made a fool of myself. But that whole day, it was just everything went by like so quickly to me. Yes. But like just to bring it all in and just. To think back on it, like, wow, did that really happen? Is is where I'm still at. I'm glad, you know. I yeah. I don't. I don't get to. I haven't actually been back to the star, so I don't. I don't really get to see it because I'm here on the East Coast, and of course the stars out in Hollywood, so I don't get to see it. So it's kind of like. Yeah, I know it's there. And every, whenever someone puts like a picture up on Facebook with them with the star, I'm, I get so excited. I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't believe I, I just love <laughs> I just love seeing that. I like so I like cruise through like the you know, close personal friends of Al uh, Facebook group, you know, and I'm kind of looking for people who are posting pictures of themselves with the star. It's just it's still all that. Every time I see that, I get so excited. So it, it was <laughs> as someone who got to be 
in attendance at the ceremony. It was just, I mean, it's still unbelievable to me, but, you know, the road to that date was, what, 15 years? How many years were yeah. you guys working on this? <laughs> it was a long, long road. <laughs> it all started in January 2003. <laughs> wow. Not quite that long ago, but that's when Dave and I met. Right. So you guys knew each other. It was the first in-person meeting? Um, We knew each other only on the Weird Al forums. Okay. So, so yeah, he uh, Dave came out to L.A. in 2003 because uh, VH1 was doing a tattoo special and they wanted to uh, have somebody on there who had tattoos of celebrities. <laughs> so um, Dave was yeah, so, the go-to person. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I, so I, I found out I was coming out to L.A. and I don't remember if I posted something or I said something, but somehow Vicky got word that I was coming out to, to L.A. and she was kind enough, even though, you know, she had never met me, to take this stranger in who had tattoos uh, <laughs> and, and offered to show me all around L.A. and, you know, Hollywood and everything. And one of the stops that she insisted on showing me was the Hollywood Walk of Fame because I hadn't ever really seen that before. And it was really kind of cool because I didn't realize how much of an impact that that was going to have just walking down the street, basically. But as you're kind of walking down, like every couple steps you look down and there's another name that is a celebrity a star somebody you recognize and as i'm walking and as we're walking together you know kind of reading the names we both i think kind of came to the realization that how come al does not have a star he's at least as worthy as many of the names that we're walking over yes especially the fictitious ones that's been a big <laughs> right. peeve of mine We'd walk along and they would say, Rugrats have uh, a star and Al doesn't. Right. I mean, really. UHF was already out by the time, you know, Rug Rugrats came around. It's like, come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we figured it was a big, huge oversight, but we had no idea. At least I had no idea how stars came to be on Hollywood mm -hmm. Boulevard. So I just figured, oh, this is just Hollywood snubbing Weird Al. <laughs> and we kind of figured, well, let's, we should probably figure out, is there somebody we can talk to or somebody we can somehow tell us the process, what it is to get a celebrity star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Do you guys know what the process <laughs> is? I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, we just... Uh... Just went online and it's it's all listed there online. You have to apply. You have to nominate someone, um, and there is there are various criteria. Um, they have to have been in the business for at least five years and do good good things in the community and that kind of thing. So you put together this this little portfolio nomination package and turn it in, and then a, a committee meets once a year and goes over the applications and they choose. Oh, I don't know in between a dozen and 20 people who will get a star that year. Yeah, and the important thing there is we we found out that fans can nominate a celebrity to be a star. So we thought, or at least I thought, it probably has to come from, you know, the record company or if they're, you know, the movies from the movie company or, you know, whatever. Uh, but once we found out that fans could nominate, we decided this would be a great gift from Weird Al's fans to Weird Al. And at the time, which is a, a lot of money, but the price was 
only $15,000. So we thought only $15,000, which I realized is a lot of money. And it was a lot of money in 2003. But it was something we felt was attainable if we kind of, and this was before anything like Kickstarter or, you know, uh, Indiegogo or any of those fundraising sites. So we had to kind of reach out among some uh, fans that we knew and said, you think that this is a reasonable number, you know, and I think everyone kind of agreed that, yeah, it's something we could probably raise in a couple of years or so. I'm just thinking back to 2003, you know, the internet was, you know, there wasn't Kickstarter, like you said, but it wasn't what it was today. There, there was no social media. There was no, you know, there was no real way to rally people. I mean, outside of that forum that you guys were on, it's like, how else are you going to reach out to Alpha? So that's, I mean, yeah, you felt it was attainable, only $15,000, but that that's a <laughs> lot of money. I mean, for for fans to to come up with and and to get the trust of fans to give you money and that you're not just going to move to Bermuda, <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> you mm-hmm, got to mm-hmm. you know, it, that's that's a big undertaking and It was. So what actually happened, you know, what was the transition from, "Hey, this would be a good idea" to we're doing it. We're going to fill out the paperwork. We're going to raise this money. Well, once Dave got enough of the fans on the forums to say, yeah, I'd kick in for that. We figured we'd be able to raise the money fairly well. And um, my husband is uh, a PR person and he gave us a few pointers on doing things like press releases Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing so that we could get the word out as the internet wasn't what it is today. And then various fans decided to put together fundraising events or fundraising products. There were a couple comedy musicians who hmm. did uh, shows and then the proceeds went to the star fund, things like that. That is so cool. Yeah. I kind of want to touch on one of the point, one of the questions you had asked Ethan about how do you, how do the fans trust that they're sending, you know, just two people, random people money on the right. internet right. and hoping <laughs> that it goes towards what they're saying. Right. Cause this, towards... well, this was before PayPal, well, wasn't it? Or at least an early form of PayPal. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. We, did, we did use a uh, PayPal, but we also uh, had a PO box set up. Okay. people could send uh, checks or money orders to. But one <laughs> of the things that, that Vicky did, because she has a great uh, background as a treasurer, was she set up her own bank account, which was exclusively for the Weird Al Star Fund. So it kind of gave trust to the people who were donating their you know, hard-earned money toward, towards this uh, adventure of ours. You know, to <laughs> to act to actually kind of put some trust behind it, and of course, uh, the other thing we did is we made sure that Jay Levy, our manager, and Al himself were on board and kept up to date with basically everything we were doing. So if anybody had any questions, uh, they could check with uh, Jay Levy, and right. he would you know say everything. Yes, I've talked to these people, you know, and and they are. <laughs> Uh, we, we trust them, you know, to that. Do you need that $15,000 or did you need that 15000 before you could submit it? Or is it, you can, anyone can submit at any time with no money? No, you didn't need it. They told us if you're submitting a nomination, we are assuming you'll have the money by the time it's due. So they didn't care at all whether we had it. Okay. They never checked. Yeah, so one thing we did, though, in the beginning is until we actually raised that $15,000, we 
did not submit for I think the first two or three years. We just kind right. of were in a fundraising uh, mode at that point. So we we wanted to make sure that if he did get accepted on his first try for whatever reason, right. then uh, then we would be able to put up that money. And I think mm-hmm. I can't remember if we if we uh, got agreement from Jay Levy on that or if that was our own decision. But it was something um, I, I I felt kind of strong about that. It, we should really have fifteen thousand or close to fifteen thousand right? yes. before we actually actually submit. Yes. And he, at, at one point, it was two years, I believe. It was just two years. Okay. And after two years, we had almost enough. So we started putting in the nomination at that point. And um, not long after we put in the first nomination, um, Jay Levy said that Al's record label wanted to stick in the rest of the money. Wow. And um, so we, we politely declined and said <laughs> we wanted this to be, from the fans if, if he didn't mind and he didn't <laughs> but that was a, that was nice of them to offer that is really nice yeah and then shortly shortly after that the hollywood chamber of commerce decided that fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> was not enough to put a star on the hollywood walk of fame and in 2007 they raised the price to twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> that's almost almost double not quite double but yeah that that's a Quite a lot of difference. So you guys had already submitted, though, at that point. We submitted every year once we started um, submitting. Right. Yeah. Okay. And every time the price of the star would go up, though, the fans were right there kicking in more. And we'd end (laughs) up with another group of new fans who would be kicking in for the first time. And it it was great. They've just been wonderful. You know, I, I did kind of want to go in order, but since we're talking about it, it, it started at 15. In 2007, it went up to 25. But it was even more than that when Al finally did get the star. Yeah, it was 40,000 when he got the star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they seem to keep raising it because I remember in two, in 2010, they raised it from 25,000 to 30,000. And we're like, okay, there's another you know, 5,000 right. we need to raise. And then in 2017, they raised it another $10,000 to 40,000, like Vicky said. At that point, I don't know what Vic, you were thinking, but I was thinking, all right, this is starting to get a little ridiculous. How much longer yeah. do we want to keep, keep doing this? <laughs> Did they have a reason? Did they say why they were raising it? Or was it just a frivolous, like, we can raise it? <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna pay it <laughs> no they no it was it was always just they they just changed the price yeah i mean they kept saying you know, things like you know it would go towards uh the creation and installation of the star and you know maintenance of the current stars that are on the walk of fame security for the star and you know the ceremony and things like that but i think part of it is that uh, they are trying to raise money as a chamber of commerce as well um, mm-hmm. and get people in the area. And also a majority of the stars raised don't come from individuals or fans. Right. You know, stars, they come from, you know, like I said, the record label or, you know, the big uh, motion picture studio or whatever, which to them, the difference between 15000 and $40,000 isn't a lot. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But when it's coming from fans, you know, donating five, ten bucks at a time, that it makes a yeah. difference. It does. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you know, you, you sort of touched on this, but did you, you know, was there a point where you guys were like, 
you know, we started this in, in 2003 and, you know, before it was announced in 2017, was there a, a period where you're just like, do we need to give this up? Or was there, was that never a, a possibility? It was never a possibility in my mind. There were, there were a couple of low points over the 15 <laughs> years where, you know, I, I'd be talking to Dave and he'd say, you know, I just don't even care anymore. <laughs> it was just, it just, it, it went on and on. So it was really hard to take in that. Well, well yeah. And part of the frustration of why I said, I don't really care anymore is, is that just the, how much of a black box this whole process was uh, as far as you would submit something to the Hollywood walk of fame. Uh, they would, go through whatever they went through to decide on their 15 to 20 nominees that year. And then they wouldn't tell you anything about uh, why they chose these people or why they didn't choose, you know, your nominee. Right. And it was, it was frustrating because then it was like, okay, you didn't get chosen this year. Now I have to wait an entire year to yeah. submit again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm doing any, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong, if I'm getting, you know, uh, boxed out on a technicality or if if it's just that you know they really don't feel that they don't see that weird al in the same way that vicky and i and all of his fans see weird al and say yes he deserves to be there Mm -hmm. so it was it was frustrating in that point and it was also uh just frustrating because there were times when i was like okay you know white and nerdy just came out this is like al's biggest song ever right you know Mm -hmm. how could how could they turn him down this year or mandatory fun came out and it went number one, (laughs) you know, on the billboard charts, how many, there's no comedy record in like 50 years that has done that. You know, how could they turn him down? And then it would just be like, okay, this year's nominees (laughs) did not include weird Al Yankovic. Right. It's like, so that to me, that was frustrating because I strongly felt that, especially seeing some of these names on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and seeing some of the people that they were, or groups that they were picking uh, for in the years that Al wasn't selected, that I don't understand why they're overlooking Weird Al. Right. And, and not to say that those people don't deserve it, but it's like, you know, Al has had a, a very popular career and very big influence for so many years. It's, you know, it's not like... Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like when the, you know, mandatory fun hit, like, oh, this is this new guy. It's like, no, he has had big stuff for decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Right. And how many how many times have people said, yes, Weird Al is an influence and Weird Al is, is wonderful and all that. And how many other of these stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame have a podcast dedicated. That's to true. That is very true. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you guys have an answer to this. Do you know, were you the first people to ever nominate Al or had he been nominated for the star in the past? I believe he was nominated by his, either by his record label or just by his management um, once before. Okay. And I was told, now this is secondhand, so I, so I don't know if I should even say it, but I was told that they had to pay the fee up front in those days and, oh. it, and it ended up being non-refundable. It was a $10,000 at the time, I think, but wow. that's a rumor. Okay. okay. <laughs> Can't confirm nor deny. Wow. Okay. So, but you're the ones who, who, who made it happen. You know, you made it happen consistently. You raised the money. It came from the fans. It was, like you said, it's a gift to Al. And 
obviously it happened because <laughs> the star is there. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're talking about it. But, you know, you know, the road from day one, what is the day? What was the official launch? Do you know when there was there an official like ribbon cutting? We're starting. <laughs> I would call day one being the day that um, Al signed the paper authorizing us to do it wouldn't you dave because that was that's what made it official because we were required to get his permission yeah and that was uh that was june 20th 2003 uh we saw weird al in kelseyville california at yeah we went on a tour chase yes it was part of (laughs) one of our tour chases uh one of our many tour chases that vicky and i did uh we we did we did uh get the okay from Jay Levy and Al, but to make it official, we needed uh, both, or I think we just needed Weird Al's signature, but uh, we ended up getting Jay's Jay's permission and Al's Mm -hmm. permission just just Mm -hmm. to be safe. Um, And uh, we ended up getting Al to sign it in person. Uh, And that was fun to see him sign as, you know, Alfred Yankovic. I was going to ask that. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't the usual autograph, Weird Al Yankovic. It was right. his real name. <laughs> so that was cool to see. <laughs> and I kind of consider that uh, we didn't really officially launch, though, until July 27, 2003. That's kind of oh, when we, okay. we kind of told it. We had that everything in place, and then we just wanted to make sure we had everything really set up, like the website and all that. And then That's we, right. And we wanted to, of course, for obvious reasons, make it a 27. So, uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> June 27th probably would have been a little too too soon, considering we were still, you know, getting over our Al-induced uh, haze <laughs> of the uh, tour chasing. So, I think we we decided on July 27th as our official launch date. Imagine if you guys did though, like, give yourself another month and decide on <laughs> August 27th, and then it would have like that would have been pretty crazy (laughs) it was exactly you know 15 years to the day or uh yeah 15 years because 2018 yeah so that that could have been cool so maybe uh if you do one thing differently maybe that's it uh but there was there was a lot of thought that actually went into that date of august 27th so (laughs) well i guess we'll get to that uh i want to talk about so it officially launched uh, July 27th, as you said, 2003. And I mean, what was, what was the pitch? Was it just like, Hey, come one, come all, give us your money. <laughs> like, I <don't>, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure more eloquent than that, but <laughs> uh, more or less. Yes. No, but really we remember we had talked, uh, uh, kind of to a lot of the bigger weird Al fans about, you know, this. So we knew people would be on board. So I think that uh, at this point, it was really more of a formality or launch than it really was the fact that we're springing this idea on people for the first time. Yeah, it was like it was the worst kept secret. Everyone knew it was coming, but it was finally (laughs) out. So, I mean, day one, did you did you get donations or did it really take, you know, a while for it to, to start rolling in? We yeah, they they started trickling in immediately amazing and they just and they just kept on coming it was really it was amazing i was i was surprised how well the star fund did i mean and and we got a few not 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 a ton but we got a few really large contributions over the first few years yes that 
really surprised us. You know, that it was nice that some of Al's big fans were in a position to right. donate <laughs> large amounts of money. Because so. another thing to remember is that this was not like a charity as much as we wanted to try to set it up as a charity. This was like a legitimate business that we had mm-hmm. set up. Okay. So mm-hmm. the people that were donating their money weren't getting like, anything like a tax break in return. They were just basically uh, mm-hmm. giving us money and, and is getting basically nothing in return for it, you know, other than the satisfaction of knowing right. that they were you know, donating towards this uh, cause to get eventually get Al a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So yep. it was the kind chance, of this money. chance to get Al. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. the chance to get out. <laughs> exactly. So, so this money wasn't coming out of their, you know, charitable donation, you know, bucket. This was coming out of their kind of their entertainment bucket. So, right. you know, somebody m- may have said, I don't know what, you know, how people decided how much to donate or, or why. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, the way I kind of thought about it is like maybe somebody this week said, you know, you know, I'm not going to go out to dinner tonight. You mm-hmm. know, instead I'm going to stay home and I'm going to the money I would have spent on dinner. I'm going to donate to the Star Fund, or I'm not going to buy that CD, or I'm not going to mm-hmm. go to the movies, or something like that. So we kind of, so we we really know that people sacrificed a lot just yeah. to to help out, and we really really appreciate that. Yeah, they did sacrifice a lot, and a lot of the a lot of the donations were just a dollar, five dollars. The the dollar amount that was the most common, obviously, is was twenty seven dollars. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> twenty seven dollars and twenty seven cents. Oh, perhaps? we got some of those too. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, that was fun, and a lot of people donated um, or or made things like made jewelry, little earrings that said twenty seven on them, and other things that had owl-related things on them right. and soaps and this and that. Um, they would they would make them and sell them and, and donate the proceeds. And one fan did a whole cookbook that she sold. Really? Which was a, a really yeah. cool cookbook that had coleslaw recipe from Emo <laughs> Phillips. And That's amazing. A few recipes from Al's mom and... It was it was a really wow. neat thing, and she donated all the proceeds for that to the Star Fund. And and you guys did sell. I, I remember you had a, a web store, and you sold T-shirts and um, mm-hmm. other things. When did that start? When did you guys come up with that idea? We started that right away. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there were several of the fans who were graphic artists or just super into that kind of thing, and they would send art over and it was a cafe press account so they could have that art on a t-shirt or a coffee mug or whatever (laughs) it was fun it was it was nice because then they got something that they could hold something tangible right a lot of people need something tangible when they're donating to something and that's that was nice for that yeah it was really amazing to me and i probably shouldn't be surprised at this but how many uh, fan, how many of Weird Al's fans kind of just stepped up and just kind of found unique ways to help us raise money and to donated their time and their, uh, their you know, kind of expertise in whatever area they were to help us out. I mean, almost mm-hmm. immediately we were all the time we were getting people, hey, I have some artwork that I'm going to donate to you guys that you can sell or, hey, I know this uh, might help you out if I, you know, put you in touch with this person right. or whatever so it was it was really 
even though Vicky and I were the, the two people who were kind of organizing everything, there was a lot of, lot of fans who helped us out along the way. Mm-hmm. What's, what's kind of mind blowing to me is that, you know, all of this can be happening yet. It took, you know, 14, 15 years for the Hollywood to recognize it. You know, I feel like you see the website, you see people are making ornaments and, and, and the, the t-shirts and doing all this stuff. Like you'd think that maybe that would be their first clue. Like, Maybe we're making a mistake by not <laughs> giving Alice his fans are, you know, devoting so much time, so much effort, you know, their artistic abilities, their hard earned actual cash to this cause. And we're just going to not. You, you know? would think. And yet. And yet. <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, some comedy musicians would do stuff. You guys actually had two benefit shows. Yeah. I would love to hear about those. I wish I had been it, one or both. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, one was done in 2006, I think, and it was done by Sexy Sexy Joe LaBelle, <laughs> who, is, who is a comedy musician. Okay. And he just got in touch with us out of the blue and introduced himself and said that he was a huge Weird Al fan and he wanted to to do a, a fundraising benefit. And he... Um, he handled the whole thing. He invited comedy musicians that he knew, and it was a really great show. There were there were quite a number of really good comedy musicians, and he had it at the Mint in L.A. Cool. And um, there was Evan Wexel, Raymond and Scum, Radon, Throwing Toasters, Hard and Firm. That's the first time I'd ever really seen Hard and Firm, who is Chris Hardwick and Michael Furman. Yeah, they, yep. I mean, hard and firm are legendary. They were awesome. <laughs> not to, not to <laughs> discredit the other part. folks, but I mean, that, that's a really great lineup. And I've actually performed with Evan Wixell. I mean, how cool oh. is it to have, you know, these people come together and do this benefit show? And I yeah. mean, Obviously, we can look at Chris Hardwick now, and he is <laughs> a superstar in his own right. If he doesn't have a star, maybe we should get him a star. Um, <laughs> and Mike Furman is is one of the most talented comedy musicians I've ever heard. Oh, he's and, great. And the fact that you know these guys and these other folks are coming together and, and performing, that's just incredible to me. That is so cool. It was. It was great. And, and Joe Lavelle, he also performed. He performed his own music. And then he had everybody sing a couple of, I, either one or two Weird Al songs at the end. He had all the musicians come on stage. And I think they sang maybe Midnight Star. Do you remember, Dave? Uh, it's, it's going back a while. So, I don't remember yet. Yeah, I can't it's remember been so long. I remember, I remember that each, each of the uh, performers at that show uh, did a cover of one of the Weird Al songs. Yes, That's I remember somebody. I don't remember who did what, but I remember somebody did "Dare to Be Stupid," and there mm-hmm. were a few others that, yeah, that they had each each had kind of done their own material, but they also, because it was you know benefit for Al, they each decided to do their uh, cover of one of Weird Al songs, which was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was. And then you had a second benefit show in 2011. Yeah, that was that one was hosted by Tyrone Khan. And he had Tony Goldmark and Throwing Toasters and Dino Mike, TD's Kyle and Raymond and Scum. That was that was also great. It was a smaller show, but we had a good time. 
Was that one also in L.A.? It was in, I want to say it was in Long Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah. So close to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> Closer to L.A. than upstate New York. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, and again, this is just kind of an example of just kind of the out-of-the-box thinking that Al's fans had to help us kind of raise money. Because, yep. yes, you can all, you can have... You can only beg for so many donations before people get tired of you and tell you, "All right, you, this is a, this is getting old." You can only sell so many T-shirts, you know, right. before people are like, "I have no more room in my closet. I can't buy anything else," <laughs> you know. So, so all these other other ways that people came up with to help get the word out there. I know that, uh, especially uh, when Joe Lavelle did it, he out of his own pocket spent money on a press release and did some. Uh, you know, some inter-radio interviews, perhaps, and, and that kind of thing right. to get the word out there. And it wasn't for his own benefit, because as mm-hmm. you know, we knew all the money that all the proceeds from that were going to the Star Fund. So he was donating his time and his yes. own money towards you know, helping us promote right. the Star Fund. Right. Yes, he was. Yes. And I was just talking to a fan at um, Weird Al's concert at the Greek Theater. Sid was... Um, reminding me that she'd made these poodle hat hats for the poodle hat tour <laughs> that she handed out um, at five concerts. So she said she made about 5,000 of them because she handed oh out God. about 1,000. And she said on the back of the – I'd totally forgotten this. On the, on the back of the poodle, she had printed all the information about the Weird Al Star Fund. Oh, that's so cool. So fans did things like that all the time. So cool. It's great. So I guess let's fast forward a little bit. We raised the money, <laughs> got the <laughs> nomination. When when did you find out that the nomination was accepted? Okay, so on June twenty second, two thousand seventeen, right? Yes, I won't won't ever forget that date. <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, every year, I guess, that Hollywood Walk of Fame, they kind of uh, do some kind of announcement. And sometimes it's just a rep- I think it was just like a press release. But sometimes recently, more recently, they've been kind of doing like uh, something on, you know, a live broadcast on YouTube or something. And okay. I was at the point where I'm like, I'm not even bother watching these anymore because I'm not going to bother, you know, refreshing my browser waiting for this press release to come out because, <laughs> you know, every year it's the same thing. I look at it, I get excited. <laughs> Is his name going to be there this year? Cause they won't tell you, you know, whether or not you've been accepted or not. You just kind of got to wait and find out, you know, okay. along with everybody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so we would just be, I for like, you submit usually, I think we had to submit usually by like the last day in May. And then sometimes like they would announce it like a week and sometimes they announce it like several weeks later and sometimes they would announce it a month later. So for that entire you know month, I would just be like really nervous and just <laughs> all right, every morning I wake up, check, has there been a press release? You know, has there been a, a, a press conference schedule yeah. or anything? And, it, and after a couple of years of doing this, I'm like, all right, this is, I can't keep doing this. I'll find out eventually. Right. And I hadn't even really, it kind of like, we submitted it, you know, as we always do every year, we submit the application and then we're like, all right, now we got to wait an undetermined amount of time to find out, you know, okay, Al's going to be t- looked over again this year, you know, right. type of thing. So I hadn't even, hadn't even really been thinking about it on until kind of it happened. And then, 
for me personally, what happened is, is my wife, Jackie texted me and was like, Hey, did you hear? I, somebody said that Al got accepted this year. I'm trying to confirm it, you know, wow. because somebody had told her and we're like, I like, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I forget. Like I was kind of at, driving at the time. So I was like, all right, I saw, I got in the car. I kind of saw the text. And I'm like, well, I got to get home as soon as possible. <laughs> you know? So I sped like all the way home. Florida. You know? <laughs> Florida. Just, just to, and meanwhile, you know, my phone's going, my uh, text is going off on my phone and yeah, I'm not looking at it cause I'm driving, but you know, I get home and I got all these text messages. It's true. It's true. You know, and all this stuff. <laughs> And I just, I just remember like, like going online and, and like, I have to confirm it for myself. And right. like, you know, like, so I went to the Hollywood Walk of Fame website, you know, and they had their video up on the website and I watched the video. And as soon as they said Al's name, I really literally jumped up and down, you know, excited, <laughs> like screaming. I'm all alone in my living room right. doing this. So, so I have to take my word for it. But I was I was so excited. I, I couldn't believe it, it actually had happened. Wow. <laughs> and how did you find out, Vicky? I got a phone call from Jay Levy. Because I hadn't been looking for press the press release at all. <laughs> yeah. I was at work, and he called, and I saw that it was him, so I picked it up even though I shouldn't have. Right. <laughs> and he's telling me the good news, and I'm in a hospital where I can't even talk completely <laughs> out loud. So I'm having to whisper, and I so badly wanted to run outside and scream. But I had oh. to, I had to whisper for that whole conversation, and it was just torture. Oh my god, <laughs> the best torture. Yes. <laughs> oh god. So Al gets the official, you know, it gets selected officially June twenty second, twenty seventeen. But at that point, you didn't have the forty thousand dollars raised, right? No, we didn't. So now it's like a race. Well, yeah, we kind of went into this, this uh, because they kept. They kept, you know, raising the price, and we would every time they raised the price, we'd be like, all right, you know, call on this, the fans again to to raise money. But we hadn't really, we kind of we hadn't done that, hadn't really done that for a while because we we were again kind of, at least for me, I was kind of in that mode where like, yeah, I don't know if this is ever going to happen, so I don't want people <laughs> tying up their money for you know fifteen years, you know, because right. remember the the first people who had who had donated donated like 15 years ago right. and we had been holding on to that money the entire time <laughs> you know I, i'm thinking you know, what if i had you know that money back what could have i done with the, you know that money right. you know, like 15 years <laughs> right. so i felt i felt bad for the people that were were donating and we had and we still even though we weren't publicly being out there saying hey we need money uh, we were still getting donations pretty regularly we were just kind of i guess Maybe I want to. I don't want to say we're on hold, but I was kind of like just not really actively promoting that we needed money. But they raised the price that year, right? Yeah, they raised the price that year, which up to forty thousand. That was again ten thousand dollars that that we because we said thought it was thirty thousand. I think we either hit thirty thousand or really close to thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, we were. and then we found out, oh, it's another ten thousand. So. <laughs> I was kind of, you know, how do I break this to the fans that we need another $10,000? I was still kind of trying to formulate how I'm going to, to do that. And then when the news came out, uh, it kind of remedied itself because everyone was like, 
you guys need more money. Right. right. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're yeah, going to start donating again. We're going to start, you know, going back into full, you know, promotion mode and letting everybody we know about it. And actually what was really cool about this is uh, Bermuda stepped up and said, yeah. I have all this stuff from my personal collection, which I realize if you guys could sell that, you could raise money and, you know, clear and fill up that gap that you need to get to that $40,000. Right. So he basically gave us access to many, many items in his collection. It was like, if you think you could sell it, go for it. So yeah, I got we are the, so grateful to yeah. Bermuda for that. That is so amazing. I remember some of those things were unbelievable things. Yeah, what were some of the coolest stuff? I forgot already. <laughs> I remember. I so I remember losing. Uh, I was probably betting against you, Dave. Um, some really cool, one of a kind, like concert posters. I believe there was a was it a white stuff uh, CD single and yeah. those super rare CD singles. Boy, what else was there? Really cool stuff. <laughs> so to to be clear, I did not. I, for a conflict of interest, I did not bid on any of the items that I put up on, uh, or being had donated to put up on eBay. So I wanted because you so would have won. I didn't want that. <laughs> well, I didn't want to fund the entire star, the entire ten thousand dollars myself. Uh, so I want, and I didn't think it would be fair that, that if I bid on it, and I would want people to be like, "Hey, something funny's going on." Right? They think so you're, you're bidding it up, you know, to get so, more money. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, right. I think I'd be bidding it. So I, I made it clear. We were desperate, gonna... Ethan. <laughs> I wasn't going to bid on anything. It must have been killing you. But it, it was some of that stuff. Uh, some of the uh, other high, high ticket items, which um, I'm thinking of now, were he got uh, drum heads signed by Weird Al and the entire band, which he uh, donated, that were used in concert. So cool. Which was really cool. Uh, you said there were a lot of uh, different tour posters that he had collected along the way. Um, with Al's image on it. And some early, like I remember there was like a real early one, like a, not a, not like an amazingly beautiful screen printed poster, like some dude copied this promoting the show kind of a thing, like <laughs> really cool early yeah. stuff. I wish I, I had a, a list in front of me, but there was some stuff where it was like, do I get a second job and bid on this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like you said, the other big, there's another really cool thing. Like you said, he put together, there were several CD singles that were printed, but never distributed out towards radio stations. And like you mentioned, the white stuff uh, was one of them. And uh, I think I can't watch this was the other one. Yep. So those, those were the only people who have access to those are like Weird Al and Bermuda himself. So those are like probably mm -hmm. one of the rarest items. And he basically gave us a couple sets of those to sell. And he put together a couple packages of, like he put together uh, CD singles for all the tracks off of uh, Off the Deep End. And he sold those, we sold those as a lot. And they're just like, for collectors, this was like, you need to, to you know, buy everything right, right. that on that <laughs> was going out it's just so much i he gave some drumsticks i i think oh, yeah. too that he had autographed but just the, the items and just if there's anything that i said how about this he immediately said yes just just sell yes perfect <laughs> like he never turned like anything down um that's so amazing there were a lot of older a lot of older records too uh oh wasn't there um wasn't there a placebo in the mix there was there was a yeah. there was a placebo mm -hmm. in the mix absolutely so cool. and the other cool thing was that all this stuff did come from either 
uh, Bermuda's collection or Powell's personal collection. Right. So there was that just that extra little bit for a collector to know that, hey, you know, Bermuda once owned this item right. now that I own or Al right. once owned this item that I own. Right. It was really, really kind of cool and really helped uh, help to sell a lot of these items. I was very lucky to be in attendance when the official announcement came that the $40,000 were raised. Oh, that's right. You you did that. So we were at, independently, I, I, Dave, Dave and I knew each other at this point, but we weren't co-hosts or anything at that point. Uh, and we're both at this screening <laughs> in Rhode Island of UHF with a Q&A with oh, Al. Oh, yes. And uh, Dave, for the Q&A, announced it. And it was, you know, it was Al's first time hearing that it was... It was first time anyone was hearing it. It was really, really cool to be in attendance for that. So uh, I was glad yeah, so, to be there. So a little, a little secret on that. Vicky and I knew we had raised the money a couple of days ahead of that, uh, but we decided that it would be best to for Al to hear it in person. So we kind of had kept that secret to ourselves for a couple of days, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the the plan was, well, of course, you know, when you go to these these Q and A sessions, you don't know if you're going to get picked to, right. to ask a, a question or not. So the entire time, I'm going. What happens if I don't get picked right. to ask a question? You know, <laughs> how how are we going to eventually? How are we going to break this news to Al? So uh, I was lucky enough to actually uh, get picked, um, and like you said, I. I told Al about it uh, live and personally. He was up on stage, and it was really cool because the entire theater like just applauded. Yeah, like, yeah, you wouldn't great. believe it. And and <laughs> everybody was at the afterwards was coming up to me saying, you know, thank you for what you you did and yeah. and all that. It was really a cool experience, and I'm glad it it went down that way. That that Al got to hear it along with the other fans who were there because really like we we always said from the beginning this star is coming from the fans all of them yeah mm -hmm. absolutely and so then it was just under a year after that that uh the actual ceremony took place yep. and how, so how how did it how did it land on the 27th of august was that a coincidence pure coincidence <laughs> that's what jay levy said <laughs> but a fun one yeah there was there was a lot of obviously a lot of back and forth after that uh, between us and Jay Levy just to try to work out the details. But uh, we always kind of told Al and Jay that you you guys get once we'll get you the star. You guys pick the date and you guys pick the location. Uh, yeah, and they did both ask our advice. They did for for the date because <laughs> they really didn't have anything to promote. Often uh, a star ceremony will be. Uh, times where they can promote something right and they didn't have anything to promote at that time and so all we could think of to suggest was maybe maybe keep it in the summertime so that people who want to bring their kids well you know their kids will be out of school right and that's all we could think of to say yeah it was really uh jay would always like say Here's here's a suggestion, but I will defer to you because this is really uh, I want to make sure that you guys are representing the fans and you got this. This is, you know, for you guys. The, everything he said was always, always, you know, with that in mind that whatever happens, I don't care. He, he basically told us flat out, I really don't care if we do it around the time that that there's nothing to promote if that's what works best for the fans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
That's you know, he really flat cool. out told us that. So that was really cool. And he always would, and he would tell us, you know, if that works best for the fans, then we're going to do it, you know? And he, the same thing, um, he had mentioned to us that, again, how grateful him and Al were for the fans. Uh, they wanted to do something for us, which we totally didn't expect or, or need, but it was really nice of them to offer. And uh, he kind of floated out a few ideas and we ended up settling on really cool venue, a party at the Viper Room. Such a legendary venue. And to back up before the, the Viper Room, you know, yeah. on the day of the ceremony, those who had donated and were able to make it all the way out to L.A., um, all the way out, you know, in my case, some people maybe lived in L.A. and it wasn't <laughs> as big of a trip. But, I, you know, <laughs> people came from all over the world. You know, the same people who felt in their heart, you know, I'm going to give my money to this because this is a big deal. Of course, wanted to be mm-hmm. there um, when, you know, if possible. We were able to have a, a really great area to stand because this does not happen in a theater. This happens on a sidewalk in a busy street <laughs> in Hollywood. Yes. It's not. It's not necessarily like the easiest thing to you know attend. So it, you know the the fact that there was a, a standing area for us was amazing, mm-hmm. and it really added to the experience. Yes, it did, and that was um, the. People at the Hollywood Walk of Fame office said they wanted to do that for us because this was a fan-driven campaign, and they thought it would be fair for any of the fans who contributed toward the star to get the best vantage point. Mm -hmm. So they had us stand in a separate line. They told us where to stand, and and they filed everybody in first. So our almost 100 fans who contributed got got to be right there in the front was great the two of you were guests of honor of course and you got to sit in the celebrity seats (laughs) we were very lucky yes (laughs) so i mean you know obviously dr demento was there obviously weird al was there um (laughs) and you know al's family and and band were there um Mm -hmm. you know some of al's friends i saw you know uh well obviously Tom Lennon was there. David Bowe was there. Joel Miller was there. There was a, you know, a lot of very important people to Al there, including you guys. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. uh, What I, what I always kind of get a kick out is that uh, we had Jay Levy had reserved our seats for us because he wanted to make sure we were very close to the podium. And uh, he actually hadn't reserved seats for anybody in Al's band. So they ended up sitting <laughs> further away than we were. So we actually had a, a closer seats and better vantage point than everybody in Al's band. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, good times. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So I was there. So I know the sheer, intense, amazing experience that it was but I, I would love to hear how you guys described it you know because it, you're not just there as a fan you're not just there as a contributor you're there as someone as people who have spent you know a decade and a half of of your life working towards this and it, finally it was the day i would love to hear uh you know, just your first and tell us about your experience that day it was great but it was kind of surreal and it was total overstimulation so it was just kind of difficult but it was so exciting and every 
every second that someone else we recognized filed into that VIP area, we were just dying. It was just so much fun. And it was great to have the hundred of you all behind us too. So we were just surrounded by all of our Al people and it was so nice. It was just like being with family. And I think it's important to say there, you know, there were the VIPs, there were the the donors, the hundred, but that wasn't it. There were yeah. a lot of other people swarming <laughs> yes. around. Like for blocks, there were people like trying to catch a view and jumping up and down. Yeah, yeah. there were fifteen hundred people there, oh and the, the Walk of Fame lady said they generally will get six hundred or so. Wow, so they were really surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, for me, I had never seen a star ceremony. Uh, before I think I just watched uh, one or two on uh, the Walk of Fame website to kind of see what they were all about after Al got accepted. Yeah. For those that are broadcast, they're kind of like a fixed camera, so you don't really get to see anybody other than who the no. speakers are. Right. So it's it's really hard to judge the size of these, and I just assume that there would be like maybe a couple hundred people there. So it really, to me, like as the I think Vicky and I got there at about eight o'clock in the morning to help uh, track down the fans who were coming out and to make sure that everybody got you know the wristbands that yeah. needed to get them to get into the VIP section. And at that point, there was like already a line forming, and I said, "Oh, that's you know, uh, other than you know the contributors that to get in." And I was like, "Okay, I guess." that's normal i don't know it seems seems like it wasn't until like you know 11 30 or so that the ceremony happened so I, I guess that people will start lining up this early i don't know and then by the time i don't know what time it was but at one point one of the uh high walk of fame people came up to us and was like yeah we're uh really kind of getting overwhelmed here so usually we don't let uh people into the vip area yet but we need to clear some sidewalk space. So we're going to start letting you guys in early. <laughs> and then, and then you started looking around and to me, just, I started looking around. I would see people across the street and I would see people down, you know, as far as I could see. And I would see people up in the buildings <laughs> right. across the street, trying to get the best vantage point. And at some point, it's just like this crowd just kept growing and growing and growing. <laughs> and again, it's just a testament to how popular Weird Al was. And I hope that at that point, one, one thing that was going through my mind at that point is I said, I really hope at this point, whoever's made those decisions for those 15 years to say, nope, not Al this year, was saying, oh, I regret my decision. Yeah. I wish we had done this earlier. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so give us a rundown. I mean, I obviously people, I'm sure if they're listening to our podcast, watched the video or were there, but what was the run of the day? You know, they let the people in early, the crowds are forming, you know, the ceremony finally started. Some people from the Hollywood Walk of Fame were talking, but then of course, Al's special guests were there. Yes. First there was Dr. Demento who gave a little history of... <laughs> Of his time with Al, and then um, Al's good friend Thomas Lennon also spoke, and he was, and he gave such a sweet, heartfelt speech. It really was wonderful. And he was talking about people tell you don't ever meet your heroes, and maybe that's true, but not if your hero is Weird Al Yankovic. Right. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was it, it was all 
all very sweet. That was very sweet. And then, of course, Al himself spoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. you go, Dave. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so Al had a, had a, Al's speech was actually really funny. He had a few good uh, jabs in there at the Walk of Fame. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, kind of what, what took you so long, you know, type of things. <laughs> So I think Al's frustration was the same as uh, Vicky's and I, my frustration was for several mm-hmm. years about, I don't understand yeah. why, why they're turning, turning me down as well. But Al's speech was absolutely uh, hysterical. And I don't <laughs> remember a lot about it, but I do remember that at one point he made me stand up and he <laughs> made me, he made me dance. And he told a little story about me. <laughs> you know, yeah. Cause he, he talks about uh, the two of you starting this campaign and raising the money and, you know, everyone was just cheering for you guys. And then of course, <laughs> as you said, Dave, he made you stand up and then he's like, yeah, do a dance <laughs> and you danced, and it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it was, just, it was so cool just to just to take everything in that was going on. It was so hard to kind of focus on on just you know one thing because it was you know Al's family was you know sitting you know right in front of us you know like I was sitting next to one of Al's cousins you know <laughs> you know, and uh, just like his in laws were there you know his wife his his daughter was there it's just. And then there's all these, uh, so like I'm sitting, we're sitting, uh, I don't know if you were sitting next to him or, or right near him, but Dr. Demento and Tom Lennon were sitting right there, you know, and it was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, all right, there's all these celebrities. And then you kind of look around and you see, you know, all these celebrities that are kind of still in the, like people from the Dr. Demento show, like Sulu, I saw her, you know, and like you said, I saw David Bowe and I eventually saw Emo Phillips, right. you know, and just in general, all these like people who are mean anybody to the Weird Al community was there, including like all these fans that, you know, I got to know over the years. Like, I think I knew almost everybody of our hundreds uh, special guests, you know, I had met them before <laughs> right, right. or a few of them I might've been made for the first time, but I definitely knew who they all were. So it was like, and, and they were sitting like, like you were standing right behind me, Ethan. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. literally sitting so, on your head. <laughs> so it was, it's like, I'm surrounded by, you know, all these people that are important in the, to, you know, Weird Al, important in the Weird Al fan community and just, and then to be surrounded and be, have like 1500 people just kind of all trying to look at this one event that sprouted out of this idea that was just me and Vicky walking down the street one day, basically, you know, <laughs> back in 2003 <laughs> that, you know, had that, we, she decided, you know what? Now, Walk of Fame really isn't that cool. Let's not go see it. Let's go see, you know, the here at Santa Monica or something instead. Then, you know, none of this potentially would have happened, right? So it's just everything was so overwhelming that day that yeah. I don't, I just don't, I don't, like people ask you, what was it like? You know, I don't know. It was just so overwhelming. There's just so much going on. This happened and this happened and then this happened. And it's just like the whole trip is, is, is a happy blur to me. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then it was done. <laughs> well, then, you know, then they're taking pictures and, and of course Al posing a picture with you guys. And then, you know, the mayor's there and they, they named, <laughs> didn't they name it weird Al day? Um, yeah, it was weird yeah. Al day. <laughs> August 27th. It was weird Al day. And you know, they <laughs> you know, the the mayor of Linwood was there and it, it was it was so amazing. It was just such an amazing thing. And then it only got better when, you know, we retreated to the Viper room 
and yes. <laughs> we were treated to a great meal. Um, Steve J and his band played, you know, some amazing music. And then at the end of the night, Al showed up and said hi to everyone. It was just, it was so amazing. Yes, it was. It was so cool. And you guys, you guys knew all the surprises, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, that was, that was the cool thing about it was that, uh, like I said, we, you know, we talked to Jay Lee and this was entire, his, you know, his idea or Al's idea through him and said, you know, we want to throw a party for the fans who come out and, he gave us a couple options and I just remember like one of the options being um, he was trying to, I don't know if he was trying to not sell it or he just didn't think it was as cool as it was. But one of them was like, Oh yeah, we could do something in the Viper room and you know, Steve J's band will come and play. And, <laughs> but I don't know. It's going to be kind of dark in there. I don't know if you guys really want to do that in the middle of the day. I'm like, everything about that sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying, we get to go to the Viper Room and we get to see Steve J's band play? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. And Dr. Demento showed up. I I got to yes. uh, to meet Dr. Demento finally. You know, it was just so great because you're just surrounded by people who absolutely love Weird Al and, are, you know, have been affected by Weird Al in some way. It's just so cool to be in a room with that many people who just share the same passion and this same love for life it was so cool to be there and I, I made so many friends that day i think other than uh the last time that like a group of weird al fans of that caliber got you know together in in an event like that other than at concerts was probably uh al fest in 2009 was the last time that a, a group of fans got together like that so it was really great to kind of see all of people that with Facebook and uh, social media, it makes the group people, you kind of feel like, Oh, I'm still seeing these people, but not physically seeing them in person, right. but to be in the same room with all these people that I hadn't seen. I'm a, I've seen, you know, a few of them here and there at concerts or whatever, but you know, just in general, all together in this one area was just so much fun for me because I just, one of the things I really love about going to concerts and one of the reasons I go to so many concerts is so I get to see, you know, people that, you know, other Weird Al fans and hang out with them. Yeah. So just all these people that I hadn't seen or at least not, you know, like I'm like, usually you'll see groups of people, but like you won't see this group of people interacting with this group of people because they're in two different uh, right. areas of the country or whatever. <laughs> right. And also it's like, oh, now they, all these areas these people that I know are interacting with each other and it's so cool. You know, I get to, <laughs> I get to, I get to hang out with, with people that I normally don't get to hang out with together. And just, it was just everything about that was just, was so amazing. Just, yeah. yeah there's yeah. a, there's a very cool camaraderie there with yeah. South ends. It's a lot of fun. I loved when uh, Steve J first took the stage uh, before they started performing and he just like, he just took a second to look out at the crowd and he goes, I recognize every single person in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So one thing I wanted to ask you about is the location. Is that like a random thing or do you have a say in where it goes? How did that get decided? They allow you to suggest an address for it. So Jay Levy said that he was working with them about that. He, they had a few places in mind. Uh, we really didn't expect anything 
super great. I mean, I just, I, I realized that Weird Al is a huge star to us, but I just thought, oh, they'll they'll just put him down the street. I don't know. But Jay Levy came back and said that they got 6914 Hollywood Boulevard. That's right across the street from the Chinese Theater. So we thought that was primo real estate. Yeah. It was great. A great area there. So it worked out. Yeah, I really was, wasn't sure what to expect uh, as far as the location. I kind of was along the same lines with Vicky. So I figured eh, they'll stick them somewhere on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It might not be, you know, in a prime location. But Jay Levy really fought hard to get that spot. And I really can't think of a much better spot than, you know, if you think of Hollywood Boulevard, the first thing you think of is that uh, Chinese theater. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Uh, yep. The Chinese theater, right? So, you know, just the fact that the traffic, the pedestrian traffic in that area is is really high and just having al you know having al star there where like literally thousands of people are walking over it like every day you know and looking down and seeing his name there is just so rewarding to you know this whole process it's like yeah it would have been great if he was anywhere on the hollywood walk of fame right. but just that he's in this location which is probably like you know, prime real estate on on uh, Hollywood Boulevard that like anybody, any celebrity would love to have a star in that location. The fact that he is there is is absolutely amazing. Yeah, bonus. <laughs> it's, it, it's really great. Yeah, and it's convenient because it's right near the Hooters. So I was, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> that's really why that was chosen. <laughs> Have you gone back to the star, Vicky? I've gone back twice. Okay. And I shine it up each time Aww. I go. Because, <laughs> boy, do they get dirty. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> but, yeah, there are a few fans who go down there, and um, when, when they do, they shine up the star. And and it's it's kind of funny. His is relatively new, being only a year old, but it still gets pretty darn dirty. But if you look at the other ones, that surround it you see how horribly dirty they oh. get disgusting so i just can't have that no <laughs> we're too hard <laughs> that's right doggone it <laughs> do we know who his neighbors are his star neighbors i do know who his star neighbors are <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, his uh his, his immediate neighbors um are in his row because there's two rows of stars at that point are um I believe it's Barry White and Toshiro Mufumi. Mufuni? How do I say that name? Toshiro Mufuni. Wow. Maybe I don't know who they are. <laughs> Very, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, though they they obviously deserve stars before Al, right? <laughs> yeah, and in the uh, in the in the row next to his his like so his immediate neighbors are Roy Clark and Irving Rice. Cool. And the uh, the star number. I know you know this. 2,643. Yeah. That was one of the things that Al said in his speech, that he could have had it much earlier. But he specifically wanted the 2,643rd star. As we know, it's a very important Weird Al number, 2,643. And so head off your follow-up question before anyone asks. No, we're not. We weren't going to wait for 2700 because that would have been another 
we we learned that there's only 20 or so stars so that would be another four or five years down the line yeah. we weren't waiting so, that long so no deal. 2643 <laughs> is the perfect number for this star I, I i'm so happy that you were able to join us vicky and and dave you know the two of you sharing this story it's such an amazing story and you know twists and turns along the way uh but it happened <laughs> and, and it, my pleasure and you know it marks one year and now i, I guess the question is what's next <laughs> <laughs> i liked your answer last time someone asked us that dave well yes what's next is i'm going to start a campaign to get weird al star removed from the hollywood <laughs> he deserves it too much for it to be there <laughs> he's too good he's too good <laughs> guys thank you so much this was so much fun uh reliving that day and, and hearing about the that whole journey thank you so much thanks Thanks again to Vicky and to you, Dave. It was so great getting to talk to both of you and hearing the whole story. I mean, I, I knew a lot of that stuff, but a lot of it was new to me. And it was just such an amazing, interesting journey and story. So thank you guys both for telling us all about it. Yeah, well, thanks for letting me relive that day. That was one of my favorite days ever. I just absolutely loved it. If you guys want to watch the speech that Al gave at the star ceremony, you can do so on the official Weird Al Star Fun website at weirdalstar.com. Awesome. And of course, you can also check out our bonus centimeter episodes where we review concerts from the Strings Attached Tour. We have fan reactions and more. There's still more coming out every week, so keep checking back. And we have, of course, brand new full episode every Wednesday. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at 2000inch, and of course, 2000inch.com. Also, we have a Facebook group where our listeners discuss each episode, so please join in the conversation there. And don't forget, you can always call us at 347-SPATULA, our hotline, which is 347-772-8852, and leave us a message anytime of day or night. Don't worry, we don't care if you wake Frank up. We love hearing from our listeners, and we might even play your message on the air. And of course, we want to thank all of our listeners, and especially those of those those who subscribe. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. It means a lot to us. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can stream podcasts. We have so many great guests coming up over the next several weeks. And if you subscribe, that's the only way to ensure you get the episodes the second they are released. Oh, I can't wait for you guys to hear the next episode. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Out Podcast. Episode 17 inch. Mostly, I want to thank two specific bands Dave Elvis Rossi and Vicky DeVries. Let me tell you a little story about Dave. Dave, I see you. Stand up, Dave. Stand up. Okay, now, now, now do a little dance. That was disturbing. Okay. You can sit down. Thank you. Um, back to the story. Uh, one day, back in 2003 AD,
Dave Rossi was vacationing here in beautiful Hollywood, California, when he discovered, to his chagrin, to his utter jaw-dropping horror, that his favorite musical recording artist, Weird Al Yankovic, did not have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. From that moment on, Dave's entire world was out of balance. <laughs> Nothing really made sense to Dave anymore, but he knew that he would have to spend every waking moment of his life in an effort to correct this cruel injustice in the universe. So in the year of our Lord, 2005, he took it upon himself to start the Weird Al Star Fund. With the help of trusty treasurer, Vicky DeVries. Rhymes with cheese. They've reached out to fans for donations, for money that would go toward the exorbitant star fee, so that in the unlikely event that the application was accepted, I would have a star. Well, as it turns out, their application was not approved that year, and it was also turned down every single year after that for the next 12 years in a row. <laughs> Don't worry, the story has a happy ending. <laughs> and during that time, whenever the already exorbitant star fee went up, which it did, a lot, it basically tripled during that time, uh, they would just go out and raise some more money. So I want to sincerely thank all of the generous fans who took out second mortgages on their homes and subsisted on nothing but ramen noodles for years and years just so I could be standing before you here today. Thank you for your selfless sacrifice. I mean, um, I guess you could have donated that money to the Red Cross or the American Cancer Society or something, but I think you made the right choice. I do. I, I think this was an excellent use of your disposable income. Um, seriously, though, I'm completely overwhelmed by the love and support of the fans. This means so much to me. I, I've said this in interviews many times over the years. Having my name in a star on a sidewalk, you know, and that's cool, that's really nice. You know, who wouldn't want that? But just knowing that I have the love and support of the fans, people that would go through all this time and effort and money to do something completely crazy like this, that, that means everything in the world to me.